This podcast is made possible by Lilly Oncology. Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast, the award-winning podcast that brings you the latest information on breast cancer research, treatments, side effects, and survivorship issues through expert interviews, as well as personal stories from people affected by breast cancer. Here's your host, BreastCancer.org Senior Editor, Jamie DiPolo. Hello, thanks for listening. Fertility after breast cancer treatment is an important issue for many, many younger women diagnosed with breast cancer. At the 2020 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium, research was presented showing that while breast cancer survivors of childbearing age are less likely to get pregnant than the average woman, most have healthy babies and pregnancy has no effect on their long-term survival. Dr. Matteo Lambertini, adjunct professor of medical oncology at the University of Genova, I. CCS Policlinico San Martino Hospital, who is corresponding author of the study, joins us today to talk about the results. Dr. Lambertini, welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to talk to you again. Thank you very much for having me here again. It's, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So to start, could you please give us an overview of the study? Why did you want to do this research? Pregnancy-related issues are of high importance for our young breast cancer patients. So this is the first and main reason why to do research in this topic. And the second one is because survivorship issues are gaining importance. And what we are currently saying is that the 21st century, an important ambition in cancer care is also maintaining quality of life after, after treatment and not only treat, anti-cancer treatment itself. And so for young women, as mentioned, fertility and pregnancy issues are of high importance. And in this specific regard, there are still a lot of misconceptions also among us, among physicians, uh, that we have tried and we are trying to dispel producing evidence and data to support the, the, the safety of, uh, of this approach. Okay. So how, how, can you give us an overview of the study? What, uh, what did you actually do? At the 2020 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium, we have presented a large international meta-analysis, meaning that we pulled together the results of 39 studies that addressed the, the safety of pregnancy after breast cancer. So women with diagnosis of breast cancer that years after end of treatment decide to uh, try to conceive. In this, in this uh, meta-analysis, we addressed three main objectives. The first one, we wanted to see chances of post-treatment pregnancies, and we observed that breast cancer survivors, as compared to healthy women from the general population, have around 60% lower chances to have a subsequent pregnancy. And one of the potential explanations is what I have just mentioned, that there are still safety concerns around this topic. And the other two objectives, I hope that we have dispelled the safety concern. The second objective was indeed to evaluate the safety on the baby side, and the third objective on the maternal side. On the baby side, what we have observed is that there's a, a, a for breast cancer survivors as, as compared to pregnancy in healthy women from the general population, there's a, a higher risk of some pregnancy complications like cesarean section, preterm delivery, more for gestational age, and a low birth weight. However, importantly, there is no increased risk for the majority of the other complications, including no increased risk of major malformation as compared to the general population. So the main message from this analysis is that, it, that the uh, babies are safe, 
but we have to monitor more closely these pregnancies. And the final objective is on, is on the maternal safety. So we wanted to look if pregnancy is detrimental, can have a negative effect on the survival of patients. And this is one of the main concerns that we have as medical oncologists. And what we have observed is a, a very strong signal that pregnancy is not detrimental and actually seems to be the other way around that patients with a pregnancy following breast cancer tend to have better survival outcomes as compared to patients without a subsequent pregnancy. So I think this is a very important. Yes, and that's that's also very interesting. Now, one important point I think uh, that we have to talk about is that in this study, so you said that women who had been diagnosed with breast cancer were 60% less likely than, than average women to get pregnant. But you also didn't know, I believe you pointed this out in the study, that whether all those women who had been diagnosed with breast cancer wanted to get pregnant. So it it could be a little misleading there. Is that true? Thanks a lot for the question. This is a very important point to address. So saying that they have 60% lower chances uh, can be misleading in some sense, as, as we have just discussed. So what we do not know from these studies is actually how many women have tried to, to, to get pregnant. So we actually do not know this denominator, so we cannot address that question. However, there are some of the studies that we have included in our meta-analysis that reported this data. And here we can say that half, around the half of young women that try to have a pregnancy are able actually to have, a, to have the pregnancy. And in most of these cases, uh, these are a natural, a natural conception. So there is no no need of ART assisted reproductive technology, which is which is an important message. On the other side, another important message to, to stress here, as also shown in some of the studies, including the meta-analysis, that there are some patients that actually did not want to have a pregnancy, but then uh, got pregnant. So another important issue that we have to discuss in our clinics, and we tend to forget about this this issue, is also contraception which is important in young women, and there are some uh, special consideration uh, in, in breast cancer survivors for type of contraception, because of course we cannot give hormones and hormonal-based contraception. Okay, thank you. Um, now, I know you've conducted several other studies on pregnancy after breast cancer treatment, including using ovarian suppression to preserve fertility and how safe it is for a woman with a BRCA mutation to get pregnant after treatment. And I think you also looked at physicians' attitudes towards these issues because that's very important too, because if a doctor's telling a woman, no, you shouldn't get pregnant, that's certainly going to affect her choices. So you're, you're looking at all these different aspects. What would be your advice to a young woman who's been diagnosed with breast cancer, who wants to have a child after treatment? What what are your suggestions for steps she might take to give herself the best chance of getting pregnant? Very important point. The main message is what our current guidelines on fertility and pregnancy uh, related issues in cancer survivor are telling us. And this recommendation is that we need to provide a proper oncofertility counseling at the time of diagnosis actually as soon as possible after diagnosis to all young women with newly diagnosed cancer, irrespective of stage, uh, uh, parity, uh, so their family and, and their family planning. So we need to inform them that the treatment we give are associated with a certain risk of gonotoxicity, so of uh, uh, 
having a negative effect on ovarian function and fertility outcomes in these cases. Patient interested in potentially having a pregnancy following treatment completion should be referred to fertility centers as soon as possible after diagnosis and before starting anti-cancer treatment because fertility preservation strategies, specifically embryo and oocytical preservation, should be performed before starting chemotherapy, not after. The success, if done after, uh, can be lower. So it's important to refer intraspecial to fertility units, giving also the message that in most of the cases, there is no need for these women following treatment completion to go back to the fertility unit because they are able to conceive uh, naturally. But if they have had access to fertility units, they may have some uh, frozen material that can help them increase the chance, the chances of future, of future pregnancy. So the main message is to discuss this topic and it's a message that women should have but also us as physicians and as medical oncologists should, uh, should really help. Nowadays, this is mandatory. So this is something we have to discuss. And if we are not discussing that, uh, our patient should help us to bring this topic up. Okay. So if a, a woman's doctor, say, doesn't bring it up, she should be her own advocate and definitely ask her doctor about it. Yes, definitely. This, this is something that has to be discussed. This, as mentioned, is mandatory as per guidelines. Uh, and as our guidelines are telling us, this has to be discussed also irrespective of stage at the time of diagnosis. So women should be informed that this is a potential side effect. Infertility is a potential side effect of anti-cancer treatment. And there are strategies to try to reduce the burden of, 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 this, uh, of this side effect. So discussion is very important, and as we have shown in, a, in one of our surveys among breast cancer specialists, unfortunately, up to 30%, for example, uh, are not sure that pregnancy after breast cancer is safe. And now we have a lot of data, and the one that we have just presented at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium uh, are reassuring in this, in this regard. So there is evidence to counsel our patients. So if the physician is not doing that, maybe it's, it's a good, uh, it, it can be, uh, it can be asked to someone else because uh, this is something that needs to be discussed. Wonderful. Dr. Lambertini, thank you so much. I really appreciate your insights on this. And it's such an important topic for, for all the young women who are diagnosed. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the breastcancer.org podcast please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share your thoughts about this or any episode, email us at podcast at breastcancer.org or leave feedback on the podcast episode landing page on our website. And remember, you can find a lot more information about breast cancer at breastcancer.org. And you can connect with thousands of people affected by breast cancer by joining our online community.